Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah, man, I'm fully ready. How about you? I'm fully ready to receive the weird. That's good. <laughs> because this is your topic and I know nothing about it. Yeah, I didn't know anything about it until yesterday. I mean, Oh my god. <laughs> I knew I knew of the topic. I don't want to say I didn't know of it, but I didn't know I was doing it. <laughs> All right, so I just refreshed Rockfin. Rockfin.com slash bring on the weird, in case anybody was wondering. That's where we are live. Mm-hmm. And I see the name of the episode. Can I say it, or do you want yeah. to say it? go ahead. Antonio Villas Boas and the Alien Temptress. Ooh. Ooh. There's a lot going on there. <laughs> Well, I was going to leave it Antonio, it's Antonio Villas Boas. I was going to leave okay. it at, at that, but then I was like, well, people might not know what it is, and they might not be interested, so I was like, that. now I'll put with the alien temptress, wow. and then people will say, oh, whoa, Nelly, what's that about? I, I'm I'm already saying it. Well, it's, uh, it's a little goofy. Goofy? Goofy alien stuff. You mean like that alien light behind you that you put a background on this time? <laughs> yeah, my crooked background. <laughs> I didn't realize it was crooked till you said something about it, and I looked at it, and I said, what the fuck? That's crooked. I, I didn't say it was crooked. I just I was admiring it. it was, <laughs> no, I know you good. didn't say <laughs> You didn't say it was crooked, but when you mentioned it, then I looked at it. I said, damn it. But, oh, well, what can you do, you know? Keep on keeping on. I guess you can make it straight. I'm acting like oh. it's impossible to make straight. I'm like, oh, well, it is what it is. <laughs> it's so far away. It's it's back there in no man's land. You can't approach it to even think about fixing it. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll just get into it then, right? All right. So this happened way back on October 15th, 1957. Uh, a Brazilian farmer by the name of Antonio Vias Boas. That guy. Was abducted by what I assume are aliens. I don't know what else to call them, so we'll call okay. them aliens. You but, mean people that are not from his country? The, yeah, they're definitely not from this country. Uh, <laughs> it might not be from this world. Ooh, that's fine. The The whole thing actually starts 10 dot Yeah, 10 dies. Ten days prior to this abduction, on October 5th, and at around 11 p.m., he opened his window to get some air, and he noticed this bright white light in the sky. Don't go into the light, Antonio. Don't go into the light. <laughs> when I first heard this, I said, oh, that's the, the moon, you idiot. <laughs> that's a bright white light. He's drinking too much tequila the night before. Now he's just... He's in shock. <laughs> well, he... Went to sleep, not thinking much of it, and then when he woke up, the light was still there. And I'm thinking, it's the fucking moon. It didn't go anywhere? Well, no. It was still in the same spot, but this time it was moving towards him when he saw it. Mm. And it, it's, I mean, it scared the shit out of him, so he slammed the window and the shutters shut, and then this that woke up his brother. And I never saw his brother's name, so we'll just call him his brother. <laughs> Brother Bohas. <laughs> brother Boas, the BB. So his his brother went and he looked out the shutters to see, like, whoa, what are you doing? Why are you freaking out? And he saw the white light just dancing around outside, like, 
you know, just doing weird shit. And he, he's like, oh. Oh, shit. Somebody done spiked the tequila. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said in the beginning, uh, just a, a minute or two ago, there are farmers in Brazil. And the way that they would beat the Brazilian heat was to do most of their farming at night when the sun was down. So they're out working the fields by moonlight. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking that's not possible. You can't possibly do farm work at night. But like, yeah, you pr- yeah, you probably can. But when I saw <laughs> they do it at night, I was like, impossible. Bullshit right here. This yeah. they're lying. Shut it down right now. We don't even need to talk about it. This is complete <laughs> bullshit. Complete bullshit. <laughs> so on the 14th Around 10 p.m., they were out. Antonio and his brother were out tending to the fields, and they both saw this very bright white light. It said about 300 feet above their heads. Now, th- this part's a little confusing because Antonio ditched his brother, and he went to investigate. But okay, if it could he fly? If it says it's 300 <laughs> feet above, he went to investigate what? <laughs> if they're in a completely open field, was he? He said, "Nope, turning gravity off. I'll be back in a little bit." Yeah, <laughs> like the the little uh, gremlins from what was that episode? The Kelly Hopkinsville, <laughs> right? He just floated just up floated there. off. <laughs> Shoot me, I'll float. <laughs> so I don't know if they meant it was above their heads and uh, like 300 feet away but it said it was 300 feet above their heads okay don't write it off yet it's away and he's gonna go investigate and he left his brother behind yeah so as he got closer to the light it darted off to the opposite end of the field and then he Mm. went to the opposite end of the field and as he approached it over there it went back to where it started Mm, cat and mouse with the light he's the cat with the laser light yeah, that's what it is. They're just fucking with him. Just, yeah, da, da, da. <laughs> that's funny. Now, he states that this happened no less than 20 times. I don't know, dude. Give me once, shame on you. Give me twice, shame on me. Give me a third time? <laughs> Give me 20 times. I'm tired <laughs> as shit. <laughs> I don't know what, he, I mean, was he on foot? I don't know, but damn, 20 times. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. Forget that. Jeez. Like, what the fuck is this thing doing? I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm farming by moonlight. What do you want from me? <laughs> so this is a quote from Antonio. He said, The light kept still for a few moments longer in the distance. Now and again, it seemed to throw forth rays in all directions. The same as the setting sun, sparkling. Then it suddenly disappeared, as if it had been turned off. I am not quite sure if this is what actually happened, for I cannot remember if I kept looking in the same direction all the time. Maybe for a few seconds I glanced elsewhere, so it may have lifted up and disappeared before I had time to look back again. Hmm. It's strange. It sounds like it's it's changing, like it was a light, and then it would randomly throw off these rays. And it reminds me of... I, I can't remember which alien topic it was but it's, they said it seemed like the craft was kind of molting like it was like 
molten metal like coming down and like sparks flying off of it and shit. Oh, that wasn't. Oh, that was the name. Travis Walton, was it? I don't think it was Travis Walton. Did we do the Andreessen one? That doesn't sound familiar. It was two women and their son and a son. Oh, oh, yeah, and then they got like radiation burns. Yeah, and, and they were in a car and yeah, yeah top yeah. of the car kind of melted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that craft did something similar, but I'd have to go back and check. Well, anyway, so the next night, Antonio he worked the fields alone, and he was in the same general area when he noticed a reddish light in the sky. And he said that the light zoomed at him at an incredible speed. And then he says, so quickly that it was on top of me before I could make up my mind what to do about it. Oh, crap. Yeah. Just zoom. Wow. <laughs> the, the light stopped about 160 feet above his head and was so bright that he couldn't see his tractor headlights through it. These guys are really good at measurements above their head. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if it was him or, I mean, this could be from all the investigations. They're like, okay, it was up there. That's probably about 160 feet. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't think he was saying like, look at that, that motherfucker. It's so bright. It's 162 feet above me. <laughs> I don't I don't know if it was like that, but. Uh, so at this time, it's about 1 a.m. And uh, he describes this craft. As a an elongated egg with three legs protruding beneath it. All right. That sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds... Probably something in it. Yeah, I've heard of the, the elongated eggs before. Well, sounds like we got another one here. So when it began to land, he was like, F this. And he darted it off back to his tractor because he was going to take off. But when he got there... The headlights and the tractor had suddenly died. Oh, sure. Naturally. At the, at the end, we'll find out what happened, but... Well, does he not think he's faster than a tractor? I don't know what tractor he's got, but... You ever drive, driven a tractor? They, they don't have a whole lot of speed. No, maybe he felt like he was safer inside of a vehicle. Uh, oh, okay. But he wasn't able to stay in a tractor, so he dove out this son of a bitch... And he started sprinting back to the house, and that's when he was grabbed by what he said was, quote, a small figure. It only reached to my shoulder in strange clothes. So he okay. he violently shoved this thing away, like, get the hell off of me. And then as soon, as soon as he did that, like, I can just picture this dude just shoving this little tiny thing. And, just, and then suddenly, three more small figures, I'll say figures, uh, surrounded him. And lifted him off the ground by his arms. Oh, shit. They're smaller than him, but they picked him up by his arms. Yeah, just... I don't know how they did it. Now, I have... This is a, a very long quote, but he describes them pretty well. So, I, I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but I'm going to... I'll start off going through it and then we'll see where we end up. All right. All right, this is a quote. All... All dot dot dot, of them wore a very tight-fitting siren suit made of soft, thick, unevenly striped gray material. 
This garment reached right up to their necks where it was joined to a kind of helmet made of a gray material that looked stiffer and was strengthened back at nose level. So I'm okay. I'm guessing it came up maybe about mid head. Like there was some sort of, you know how uh, football players would have those neck braces that would come up kind of high. Yeah. So okay. I'm wondering if it's something like that where it was, I don't really know what he means by that. Yeah, I'm not, I can't totally picture that. It goes halfway up about nose level and then tightens. It says it's strengthened. Strengthened. So my guess is reinforced back here somewhere, but I don't know why you would say nose level and not just like midway up. <laughs> but anyway, he said their helmets hide everything except their eyes, which were protected by two round glasses, like the lenses in ordinary glasses. Through them, the men looked at me. I didn't know he called them men. That's interesting. Men. And their eyes seemed to be much smaller than ours, though I believe that they may have been the effect of the lenses. Okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So they were, hmm, well, I don't know what the word is, convex, concave, whatever it was, it caused their eyes to be smaller. I don't know if I've seen that in a regular pair of glasses, though. If you hold them back far enough, maybe. You hold them far enough away from the face. Yeah. Then you get that weird effect of tiny eyes. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't know if convex would make them smaller. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, above their eyes, those helmets looked so tall that they corresponded to what the double of the size of a normal head should be. Does that mean that their actual flesh head was inside of all that cavity? Or maybe... It needed all that space for, I don't know, uh, vitality or something for their health. I don't think we know, but he speculates here. He says probably there was something else hidden under those helmets placed on top of their heads, but nothing could be seen from the outside. Like a turban. You don't know what they're hiding in turbans. I don't understand why he would assume that, that there's something <laughs> like... You know, like you're sticking uh, a picture of your girl in your baseball cap above, you know what I mean? Like, why would he assume that they had something hidden up there and it wasn't just their head? That is a weird assumption. I don't know. I would assume head. That's just the shape of their head. Immediately what, assume that, but, I mean, yeah, that's... Why would you assume that it's just an empty cavity? Or there's a, it's a treasure chest? Beats me. <laughs> right on top. From the middle of their heads, uh, there spouted three round silvery metal tubes. I can't tell whether they were made of metal or of rubber, which were a little narrower than a, a common garden hose. The tubes, which were placed one in the middle and one on each side of their heads, were smooth and bent backward and downward toward the back. There they fitted into their clothing. How, I cannot say, but one went down the center where the backbone is, and the other two, one on each side, fitted under the shoulders at about four inches from the armpits. Hmm. One was like a supply and return system for a, a gas of some sort. Farting? Yeah. Maybe they love the smell. You know what I mean? That They want it going straight up right into their helmet. That's all they do the whole time. That's how they sustain themselves. Continuous farts. And then, uh, 
He said, I didn't notice anything at all, no hump or lump to show where the tubes were attached, nor any box or contrivance hidden hidden under their clothes. So it's like, like he's saying, there was no like air pack. It didn't seem like. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. So what would it be? I don't know. Hmm. That's weird. It's just a tube. Yeah. Attached the helmet to the clothing. And that's it. I don't know. That's okay. Mystery gets deeper. Yeah. Their sleeves were narrow and tight-fitting to the wrists, where they were followed by thick five-fingered gloves of the same color. That must have somewhat hindered their movements. As to this, I noticed that the men weren't able to double their fingers altogether so as to touch the palms of their hands. So I guess he's saying, like, they must have been so thick that they couldn't, you know, like what you was. Like a yeah. a hockey player, you ever have the wear oh, the hockey yeah. gloves? Mm-hmm. Like you can only go so far, and you're like, "That's all I got." Or even a baseball glove. I mean, it, it wraps yeah. around enough so that it would catch the catch the ball, but you can't really yeah, wrap you it to your palm. Yeah, so there must have been some thick ass gloves. What's the point in all that? Protection, I guess. I don't know. So you can grip somebody's head. I don't know, maybe they have dainty fingers. Spindly fingers, made out of glass. So they got all those tubes and shit so they can keep their their bodily functions going. Otherwise, they break their fingers. Doing stuff. I don't know. He said that the difficulty in bending their fingers did not prevent them from catching or holding me firmly, nor from deftly uh, manipulating the rubber tubes for extracting my blood. Which comes a little bit later. Well then, I guess they're still pretty um, dexterous. Dexterity is, yeah, dexterous. Yeah, I mean, maybe they had a lot of practice with it. They're very like an exosuit, extra extra grip. Yeah, maybe maybe it's because they're so strong that if they could clinch their fists like that, they could crush somebody. So they made them so thick and padded that. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's the opposite of what I was thinking. Well, I thought their hands were so dainty that they needed some extra grip, but maybe the grip, maybe the glove is so they don't destroy something. Yeah, I mean, they got to be pretty strong if they just picked him up like, I don't know, or I don't know if he was a small guy. I don't small, know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe he's maybe he's farm tough. Well, he could be. But, I mean, if you're farm tough and then these little aliens that only come up to your shoulder just pick you up and take you off. Gone. You're not farm yeah, tough no. enough. Nope, not tough enough, dude. He said those overalls must have been a kind of uniform, for all the members of the crew wore a red badge the size of a pineapple slice on their chests, and sometimes it reflected a shiny light. Not a light of its own, but reflections such as those given by the rear lights of a car when another car lights hit it from behind. So like a ref- reflector, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Is the um, you said a badge? Is the symbol identified? Uh, I don't know. He goes on to say, from the center badge, there came a strip of silvery material, material, or it might have been flattened metal, which joined onto a broad, tight-fitting, claspless belt, the color of which I can't remember. Uh, oh, I don't. Okay. S- He's had a lot yeah. going on, so I don't blame him for not remembering the color of the belt. Yeah. He's very descriptive of these things. He really is. It's like an incredibly vivid dream. So, so at no point 
I mean, I guess it's coming, but at no point they make him unconscious? Uh, no. Interesting. N- yeah, no, they don't. I was just thinking that, no. Because almost in any other alien encounter, there's a there's a time of unconsciousness, and you're like, then you just wake up in your bed or back where they abducted you or, or something. Yeah. But he I said, guess not in this case. <laughs> he says the, tra- the trousers were also tight-fitting over the buttocks, thighs, and legs, and there was not a wrinkle nor a crease to be seen. There was no visible hem between Ooh. the trousers and shoes which were actually a continuation of the former, being part of the self-same garment. So it's like some kind of weird onesie. <laughs> the big onesie. So he called it trousers, but it, it's not a, it's not one unit from head to toe? It. That's the way he makes it seem right here, but why would he call right. them trousers? Yeah, why, why did he make a distinction at that point? Maybe just because it was like, that's where the trousers should be. I'll just call them trousers to make it easier. So there's no wrinkling, just straight alien butt to boots. Butt to boots. Nuts to butts. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Back to front. (laughs) Now you're supposed to wipe. Back to front. Back to front? That's the way it should be. You go back to front? No, front to back. Front to back. Yeah, front to back. Front to back. You don't want no you don't want no back stuff going to the front. No. Keep the back stuff in the back. Keep the front stuff in the front. <laughs> don't uh intermingle them, you know. It well, it's fine to go front to back, but not back to front. I messed that up. <laughs> Cuz you don't want Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Poop jokes and all that. Mhm. <laughs> He says, uh, the soles of their shoes were different from ours. They were thick, about two to three inches thick, and a little turned up or arched up in front so that the tips looked like those described in the fairy tales of old. What are they, jesters? Well, somebody does say something about that because the, the tubes on the head, like a, a jester's cap, their, fuck, their boots or their shoes are turned up like an elf. What the hell's going on here? I, I don't know. Uh, he said, uh, the general appearance of the shoes were like a common tennis shoe, but he said, from what I saw later, they must have fitted loosely for they were larger than the feet they covered. In spite of this, the men's gait, go ahead. I was going to say, so at some point he saw them without their uniforms? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, baby. Um... We'll skip a little bit here. It all seems strong, but not so strong that I had a that had I fought with one of them one at a time, I should have been afraid of them. So he's saying like they're hmm. they're pretty strong, but I I feel like I could take them one one on one. So that makes me wonder if there was some sort of a calming pheromone about them because the dude was scared out of his mind. He's about to drive a tractor away, got out of the tractor, push one down, and then three of them grabbed him. Now he's like. Well, I guess uh, I guess you guys are taking me where you're taking me. I'm a, ooh, look at those alien butts. God damn. <laughs> well, it wasn't one-on-one at that point. It was three-on-one, possibly and they were four. strong-ish. Yeah, or, you know, I was thinking maybe those uh, suits, maybe they had some sort of exoskeleton, uh, exomechanical thing to help mm. lift, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
So maybe maybe that helped them lift them up. I don't know. Anyway, so we'll we'll just we'll be done with the quote. There's still a little more, but I oh, don't wanna... damn! I didn't even realize we were still making our way through the quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that all of that it, that whole quote was him describing them. Holy shit! It's yeah. He was that... super into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, he res- he resisted as much as he could, but they they started pulling him up this like rolling ladder into a hatch. And uh, he says that this hatch closed so neatly and precisely that you couldn't even see the seam. So when it was closed, you had no clue it was there. And he was paying so much attention to his surroundings. Yeah. He wasn't just in panic mode. He's like, all right, I got to take this in. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know if that makes me believe him more or believe him less. There's a there's a fine window of detail. Like you can give me so much detail and it's good, but if you go beyond this detail point, it it's over. Yeah. Then he f- he found himself in this small room that was super brightly lit from these recessed lights. He said it was so bright it was like broad daylight. Awesome. Yeah, then uh a hatch opened up from the wall. Again, it was so seamless that he didn't even know the hatch was there. <laughs> And he was led into another room that had a table and several backless swivel chairs that he describes like bar stools. Okay. And the what's interesting about these is he says that the table and the chairs were made of white metal and they each only had one leg that narrowed as it got closer to the floor. And that sounds like some shit I've seen on the Jetsons. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, it's real wide up the top, and then it comes to a point, yet somehow it's able to balance, to stand upright. Yeah, what's that about? Well, I I looked it up, and the Jetsons came out September 23rd, 1962, so that was after this all happened. So he wasn't picking a page from Hanna-Barbera. Mm. Okay. Is there something I swear to saw, I think it was in a meme. In the Jetsons, George Jetson was born in 2022, sometime. Oh, really? I think that's what I saw. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, He goes on to explain this whole thing. He says he was grabbed and held in place while these things attempted to communicate with him. And he says that the noises they made gives him shivers when he thinks about it. He said it was similar to animal grunts. Like, some were long and some were short, and some even contained different sounds at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, almost like they had two sets of vocal cords or something. Wow. Awesome? Well, scary. Yeah. So, not not mental. No. Yeah, that's it. I know. I found that interesting, too. It wasn't telepathic. It was audible. Yeah, that's another thing that is different about these ones. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, it's going to get a lot different than other accounts, because now they start to undress them. <laughs> oh, uh, shit. So Boaz tried to stop them, but he said a couple times they just stopped and looked at him, and he got the impression that they were trying to tell him, like, "We're look, dude, we're being very polite here. Like, don't... <laughs> you better just fucking chill. We can do this the easy way, or we can do this the hard way. <laughs> That's all in one look. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can look at somebody and be like, "All right, I yeah, I got, I got gotcha. you. 
Yeah, you don't have to say it. <laughs> I understand what you're. I I get the look. Okay, it's like the dad look. You give them yeah. the, give them the look, and they they say, "Oh shit, I better chill." <laughs> Just get me naked. <laughs> Not, not the dad. Not the dad. No, well, no, no, not the dad. <laughs> uh, he he does mention that they never did him any real harm, and they didn't even damage his clothing while they removed it. They just did him. Not them. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah. So now he's totally naked, and these creatures begin rubbing this clear, thick uh, liquid all over his body, and he was directed into another room that had this uh, some sort of red inscriptions over the door. So this time, he ha- he actually knew where a door was because it was... He said it was like s- something he's never seen before, these inscriptions. So I don't know if it was like hieroglyphics or if it was some sort of... I don't know. I mean, you see it all the time. These fucking things look like Chinese writing, dude. Mm. You know what I mean? Like so runes I, of some kind. Yeah. Yeah, like runes. Soon after that, two of the... Two of the uh, Good lord, I can't fucking talk. Two of the creatures came into the room and used some sort of apparatus to extract blood from his chin. From his chin? Yeah. This seems like a weird place to get it. Very strange thing, right? Yeah. You don't hear of that in these cases. No, they usually get it on a number of other places that, I mean, seems traditional. The chin is not a traditional place to draw your blood from. No, but I mean, maybe they did some sort of scan. Maybe he had a lot of blood vessels there or something. Maybe they could tell. Because, I mean, you you bust your head open, You even if it's not a, a bad cut, you're going to bleed like a son of a bee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your head will bleed like crazy. So maybe, maybe there's something to do with the chin. Maybe it was easy to get blood their way without causing any trauma. I don't even know what would be there that's special. Because you have your pituitary gland penal gland or something up in your forehead and that's where one of the chakras are you know the third eye all that stuff is all in the front of your head i think that's further back but it's is it yeah i think it's like closer to the center but it's lined up with right here okay okay i believe so i could be wrong about that but yeah i don't that's the chin is super weird yeah i thought that yeah i thought that too uh so he was left alone for about an hour during which time he decided to make himself a little more comfortable on this foam rubber bed thing in the middle of the room. So they just left him alone. They're like, they just grabbed some bl- chin blood and they're like, well, we'll see you in a little while. Yeah. So let me paint the picture. Here you All are. Right. You're abducted by aliens. You're butt ass naked. You're covered in this goo. You just had blood extracted from your chin and you decide to kick it on some fucking rubber bed. Like, you're just, like, kicked back, relaxing? No. Nope, I don't think I would. It would take me a long-ass time to be like, I'm I'm relaxed now. It's time to chill. I mean, this guy, he he must have been calm, cool, and collected, because if he was, I mean, he was getting picked up by these things he's never seen before, and he's like, I got to, you know, mark down every item of clothing they were wearing. Uh, so he must have just been Calm under pressure or something. I don't know. Chill as fuck. He's yeah. a he's a moon farmer and he just chill as hell. Yeah, but this that this is when he notices this smoke coming out of holes in the walls. Uh, they're pumping pheromones in, aren't they? At first, he was nauseated. 
and he felt like he was being suffocated. But then he ran over to the corner of the room and he vomited. And then he felt much better. Like he could breathe better. He wasn't nauseated anymore. So I say we take a break. Oh, sure. And then I tell you about the temptress. Oh, oh, yeah. Because after the break, that's when things get fucking weird, dude. (laughs) (laughs) What? They're not weird now? No, they're going to get weirder. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go. Tell me more about the alien temptress. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, man. You better hold on to your ass, because this shit is about to get fucking weird. I, I think I'm ready. I don't think you are. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. A door opens, and in walks a naked woman? Mm, alien babe. Yeah. So, I got another s- sort of long quote from him not as long as that first one but this is what he says she came in slowly unhurriedly perhaps a little amused at the amazements she saw written on my face i stared open-mouthed she was beautiful though of a different type of beauty compared with what compared with that of the women i have known her hair was blonde nearly white like hair dyed in peroxide it was smooth not very thick with a part in the center and she had big blue eyes, rather longer than round, for they slanted outward, like those pencil-drawn girls made to look like Arabian princesses that look as if they were slit, except they were natural. Wow. This dude was... This is some super detail. Yeah. This is some sexy romance novel, Alien Babe. (laughs) Yeah, when I was doing the research, I was like, damn, Will's gonna get so horny. (laughs) uh he says there was no makeup her nose was straight not pointed not turned up nor too big the contour of her face was different though because she had very high prominent cheekbones that made her face narrowed to a peak so that like the so that all of a sudden it ended in a pointed chin so I'm guessing it was like this, and then just goes, just like an upside-down triangle. Okay, all right, I guess. Her lips were very thin, nearly invisible, in fact. Her ears, which I only saw later, were small and did not seem different from ordinary ears. Her high cheekbones gave one <clears throat> gave one the impression that there was a broken bone somewhere underneath. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> This guy's experiencing all kinds of stuff. Yeah. He says, but I, as I discovered later, they were soft and fleshy to the touch, so they did not seem to be, to be made of bone. Her body was much more beautiful than any I had ever seen before. It was slim, and her breast stood up high and well separated. Her waistline was thin, her belly flat, her hips well developed, and her thighs were large. Her feet were small, her hands long and narrow. Her fingers and nails were normal. She was much shorter than I am. Her head only reached my shoulder. Her skin was white, as that of our fair woman here, and she was full of freckles on her arms. I didn't notice any perfume, except for a natural female odor, and another thing that I noticed was the hair in her armpits and pubic area was bright red 
nearly the color of blood. Which is strange, uh, because blood is dark red, correct? Yep. <clears throat> Bright red. Color of blood. Mm. Yeah, so she's got a bush so and like, hairy So not armpits. ginger. <laughs> no, I, I'm picturing like, like you'd see on a clown. Yeah, that's the red I'm picturing. Just super bright and just die. Shave it. You know what I mean? That's weird. Right, that's <clears throat> not like anything else is weird, but well, that's very weird. Yeah. This bright red pit and hair. She, and she, she was pale, it said, and her hair was white with blue eyes, and then suddenly she's got red pit hair and a bush. USA, USA. <laughs> yeah, red, white, and blue. There we go. Maybe that's what she was. Do- oh no, he's from Brazil, right? <laughs> Maybe she got confused. She thought they were going to America to abduct somebody, and then they they saw old Boaz out there in the field. Like, well, I can't change now. Can't change it. Once you dye it, you gotta you gotta grow it out. Right. You can't dye it again. It'll be gone. Just fall out. <laughs> He says the woman silently walked towards him, gazing at him as if she wanted something from him. His pee-pee. <laughs> she wanted his pee-pee. <laughs> she pressed herself against him, and he explains, there's a quote, I began to get excited. I ended up forgetting everything and held the woman close to me, corresponding to her favors with greater ones of my own. <laughs> forgetting what? He's got a lot of detail in all this. <laughs> <laughs> I I assume he means he was in the moment and he forgot about them, you know, busting his chin open and all that shit. That this babe can't be real? This is a succubus. This is a hallucination. What do you think that gas was, brother? That was some yeah. hallucinating gas you got going on. <laughs> it is a succubus. That's what it sounds like. Uh, the female refused to kiss Boaz, but, I mean, he did just fucking throw up. So maybe that's, I don't know. <laughs> Some bad breath there, son. Instead, what she preferred to do was nibble at his chin. Okay. Well, Which is sore spot. Kind of strange, right? That's where they just took blood? Like, <laughs> is she like a vampire? Right. Maybe that's where the red in her hair comes from? In her body hair, <laughs> not her head hair? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I thought vampires had black hair and they always slicked it back, but I might just be thinking of old school Dracula. She's special. Special. She's special to, to Antonio. He feels a connection here. Ooh. <clears throat> she also made quite a bit of animal sounds that Boaz describes as growls. Okay. So she, she's like nibbling at his chin like like what is she purring or something (laughs) (laughs) i don't know it's some weird shit dude i mean if that's what he's into hey all right that's cool i guess don't kink shame here man he's he likes the hairy pits (laughs) and he likes to be bit on the chin and he likes to be growled at Uh, so after about an hour of sexy time the woman an hour an hour yeah God damn. <laughs> the woman pulled away to leave. And Boaz says, this is a quote. Is this another quote from Boaz? Now, this, I'll read you the quote and then I'll say. He said, all they wanted was a good stallion to improve their stock. Like, 
All right, you're a little cocky now, man. Like, yeah, take it down a notch there, farmer, farmer Boaz. <laughs> and earlier he said, corresponding to her favors with greater ones of my own. He's like, I am an excellent love maker. You know what you want. Come, come to Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> I will show you. <laughs> She's like, I don't like that. He's like, trust me, you do. <laughs> I'll growl in your face now. <laughs> uh, so then she pulls away, and uh, another creature walked into the room and called out to the woman. But before she left, she turned to Boaz, and she, kind of like a smile, you know, as good as she could with those almost invisible lips. She pointed to her belly. And then she pointed to the sky in a southward direction. So she's like, belly, south, south sky. Hmm. And this is, this is kind of funny here. Because he says he took that as a sign that she would return and take him to wherever it was that she was from. When uh, it sounds to me like she's saying, thanks for putting a fucking baby in me. Now I'm going home. <laughs> right. Why in the hell would he think she's saying... I'm going to come back and get you and take you to my place. When she points at her belly and then points up there. Maybe she's hungry. (laughs) Sky McDonald's. (laughs) South of the border. (laughs) Weird, dude. I don't know. Uh, The creatures then returned Boaz's clothes and he was led back to the room with the tables and the stools. And that the crew like all kind of hung out for a second and communicated with each other ignoring him but he said he felt calm because they knew they didn't intend to hurt him so i mean yeah i would think at this point you got you're pretty calm right like you weren't killed initially then you just got you know you just got laid by an alien and now you're getting out you're walking out and he's like i'm good they're you know they're not gonna kill me i'm improving their stock here you know what i mean right the great human love maker (laughs) <laughs> so I I'm, I imagine you would be pretty calm at this point yeah at this point he's, he's totally confident in his ability to do anything make love to the alien babe yeah if they were going to hurt him they would have done it by now maybe right maybe well, well they I gotta, mean they got a seed yeah they did what he did what they wanted him to do then they could just kill him just kick him out of the the ship yeah, he just let, let gravity do the rest. <laughs> uh, so, since they were ignoring him, he looked around the room and did a little more investigating. And uh, he noticed this box. It's a box with a glass top that he said seemed like an alarm clock. And what I'm does he just to, assume alarm clock? He, I guess he's saying it looks similar to an alarm clock we would have on Earth. I don't... Uh, my alarm clocks don't have glass on top. No. And this is 1957. Well, yeah. So he says that it had um, it had one hand and it had notches at what would be the 3, 6, 9, and 12 positions. So that's okay. I guess that's why he's thinking clock. But he attempted to steal this clock. And he was... <laughs> <Dumbass>. <laughs> he was yeah, he was spotted, and they took it away, and he was shoved back. Like, look here, motherfucker. This is our cl- this is our clock. This is space time. You don't know anything about space time. <laughs> he said, "Oh shit, son. Hi. Hey, sorry." Um, 
He said, uh, although time did indeed pass during this encounter, the hand did not move. So Boaz concludes that it might not have been a clock, although it looked like one. Now, I'm a little confused by this as well, because he just noticed it on his way out. He did, did notice it on the way in. It doesn't seem like it. Hmm. Didn't notice it on his way in. I mean, I guess he was very descriptive in everything else, but he missed that on the way in. Uh, maybe it wasn't there on his way in. Well, just maybe put it not. In there. Maybe not. And he was uh, being sexually assaulted at that point. Is it an assault <laughs> if you're into it? Well, he was into it after. Uh, he was into it with... Uh, with the fire crotch. But he wasn't into it when there was three dudes stripping him down and grunting oh. at him. Oh, right, right. So, I mean... But they only, they only made him naked. They didn't do anything else, right? Well, they did, they rubbed his body down with that gel, that oh, goo. Oh, right, right. I assume they had to touch those parts. Maybe. I don't know. I was going to say that maybe that's for protection, but... She wanted his seed. So it's not for that kind of protection. Maybe maybe human filth. Yeah, so it w- someone did speculate that it, it, maybe it was a sort of sanitizer. Okay. Like a, you know, how our san- hand sanitizer is kind of like a gel type. But it, I mean, it dissipates quickly, but maybe that's what, right. it, what it was. So it's an eight-in-one body wash for men. Mm-hmm. So it's a body wash, it's a shampoo, it's a conditioner, it's a toothpaste, hand sanitizer. It's a hand, or not a hand sanitizer, just a sanitizer in general, and a lubricant. Maybe I don't know how long it stayed around. I don't know how long it stayed on them, but <laughs> uh, the creatures then gave Boas a tour of the ship. What the hell is going on? And <laughs> pointed out several interesting parts to him. Uh, but I didn't see what those parts were, so. Oh, that's it? He's like, they gave me a tour, and that's it. Well, I don't know if he describes it somewhere else, but in my research, I didn't see any of that. Well, what the hell? Yeah, he does say that there was absolutely no doubt in his mind that he was aboard a metal ship, a metal craft, uh, one of the creatures then led him down the ladder that he was brought up in. The creature, this is very interesting here. The creature then looked at Boaz, pointed to himself, then to the ground, then to the southward sky. What? Now, I find it interesting because it almost, it makes me think he's saying like, we are from here, but now we live there. Because he points to himself. Then he points to the ground, and then he points to the south southward sky. I don't know if that was Boaz's interpretation or if it's just something I thought of. But um, he was then motioned to step back, and the ladder retracted, the ship rose, landing gear retracted, and it was all seamless. So when the landing gear retracted, you couldn't see where the landing gear would be. And same with the ladder, like you couldn't see where any of that shit was. Hmm. And the ship rose to about 100 feet above his head. And this is a quote. Uh, 
growing increasingly brighter. The buzz formed by the dis- dislocation of air grew louder, and the revolving saucer began to rotate at a terrific speed, while the light turned to many shades of color, finally settling on a bright red. As this happened, a machine abruptly changed direction by turning unexpectedly and producing a large noise, a kind of shock. When this was over, the strange airship darted off suddenly like a bullet southward, holding itself slightly askew at such a heady speed that it disappeared from sight in a few seconds. Interesting. It's almost like it it spun so much in the atmosphere that it heated up via the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think of that. And then with all that built-up kinetic energy, it just somehow pushed it all in one direction. Yeah, I- I wonder if the ship maybe wasn't spinning. Maybe it's some sort of outer shell that spins. Because if that ship was spinning that fast and those those creatures inside were just... Like, you ever been on a Gravitron <laughs> at a carnival? You're just sucked to the wall? Can you imagine? Right. You're spinning so fast that this fucker is turning into red-hot fire? <laughs> you would just be mush in a corner. <laughs> like, this is... Way tougher than the Gravitron. Uh. I was a. I did that in a not a tire swing. It was a plastic barrel when I was a kid. Um, one of the bigger kids in in the neighborhood came over and twisted it up as far as it would go, like like crunched up the rope and everything, mm-hmm. and just let it go. And eventually, you like, died. Out. I. I almost no. I'm here. <laughs> I was screaming, and then I stopped screaming because I was peeled back so far, and then drool was going down my face. <laughs> That's like when you get to going really, really fast on a merry-go-round, and you yeah. just, like your head, you're trying to fight to keep your head up because it just wants to get sucked out. <laughs> right. I don't think Gravitron even goes that fast anymore because I remember, or maybe I was just a weak little kid, but it was so hard to hold your hand up. And you could slap it on your chest because there's so much centrifugal force. Yeah. yeah, if you did pull it out, it just hit you so hard it stopped your heart. <laughs> That's the best Good ride. Times. I love that ride. I can't do spinning rides anymore. Spinning rides fuck me up nowadays. Oh, really? Yeah, like teacups. If we start spinning on a teacup, mm, I'm done. That's wild. Roller coasters, I'll, I'll do roller coasters all day. But spinning stuff... I I get in my fucking head because I'm like, I know at some point all roller coasters are going to fail. Is this going to be that time? <laughs> Am I going to go get just fucking launched off into a, a gully? Remember the gully? Yeah, we don't know what a gully is. Just get, boom, just launch off the track and <laughs> I'll just be uh, like a ketchup packet splattered on the ground. This is my time. Look at me go. Yeah, <laughs> he like goes off the track, and I look over. And I'm like, I nod. At everybody I'm like, I know it. I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> you guys laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it was about 5:30 a.m. when he returned to his tractor, and he states that it had been a little over four hours since he had been picked up. So, <laughs> sexy time was an hour. So there was three other hours, a little over three hours there of all the other shit. That was even, like, before 
before time and after time. So if we know we know the sexy time was an hour within that four hours somewhere. Right, yeah. One side or the other. Right. So that I mean, I'm saying there's he got his tour, the whole medical procedures in the beginning, which I don't know if they'd be medical procedures, but So how does he know it took him he's just like I'm confident in my sex skills. I knew it was at least an hour. You know, like, how does he know it was an hour? How does he know? What is it? Did he have a watch? Right. He didn't know. He didn't know how long he was gone until he got back. But somehow he knew it was an hour. Yeah. With the alien babe. Well, he just knew. He just knew he was good. (laughs) It's impossible for me to go less than an hour. Impossible. Like, all right. No matter the color and shapes of the alien babe. Yeah. Take it easy, Antonio. <laughs> uh, so this is when he notices that his tractor was sabotaged. What remember, the hell? Yeah, remember how it had died earlier? Yeah. Uh, the battery cables were disconnected. Who the so, hell did this shit? Well, it implies that his captors knew that he would attempt to use that to escape one. And two, it also implies that they had a, a, a general... Now, you don't have to know exactly how a tractor works, but you would know that if you disconnect the battery, a power you're supply. Gonna, yeah, it's probably going to die, and it won't be able to use it. All right. Interesting. <clears throat> and lastly here, what I have is what happened to Boaz. Uh, Boaz had been found to be suffering from radiation poisoning, and... Uh, the alien babe was hot in more than one way. Yeah. Uh, Among other symptoms, he had pains throughout his body, nausea, headaches, loss of appetite, uh, just unending burning sensations in the eyes. Uh, I don't know what this means, but it's cutaneous lesions at the slightest of light bruising. So, cutaneous so, so tiny, tiny lesions, tiny cuts when he gets bruised. Yeah. So I guess when he would get bruised, or it w- surface, surface cuts, because subcutaneous is under the skin, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess sub makes sense. So I don't know. So he had a bad reaction. Well, he either had a bad reaction to the the eight and one body washer they gave him, mm-hmm. or uh, he got space STDs. Yeah. He got space TDs. <laughs> uh, it, it's fine to look at the space TDs. Don't <laughs> absorb the space TDs. <laughs> uh, those, well, those went on appearing for months. And it says they look like uh, small reddish uh, nodules that were harder than the skin around them. And they space crabs. They protrude protruded and they were painful to the touch <laughs> fucking space crabs <laughs> are crabs actual no they're not bugs are they i don't know dude i've never had anything to do with any of that stuff i've never that's not an experience i've ever had and yeah. i'm fine not having that experience you not probably knowing. don't yeah i don't need it i don't want it we don't need to know about it don't no. fucking tell us about it <laughs> Uh, it says that they were painful when touched, 
Uh, each had a small central orifice yielding a yellowish, thin, watery discharge. Oh, my God. Yeah. You didn't expect to be getting this much info, did you? No. <laughs> the skin surrounding the wounds presented a hyperchromatic, violet-tinged area. I mean, I got messed up. I don't know what that means, but yeah. Are you like your uh, sexual conquers now there, Antonio? Mm. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> uh, a he. So he was interrogated by numerous people, m- military, uh, all that. He was subject to a battery of physical and psychological tests, and the most conservative of UFOologists, UFOlogists, whatever, accept his abduction as an actual occurrence. Wow. Mm-hmm. So even so, the most conservative you're saying the people that are like, like the most skeptical. That would be yeah. I assume that's what they mean by that. The most critical of stories, like I would think a liberal uh, ufologist would say, yeah, it could happen. Yep. But a conservative one's like, whoa, hang on, let's wait a second. You said she had red pubic hair. Nope, that's not. I'm out. Yep, not, didn't happen. But yeah, that's uh, the story of Antonio Villas Boas. What happened to his brother? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, Antonio was only gone. His brother was probably sleeping through all this. Fuck jump. He missed the space titties. Yeah. See? He could have woke up. He could have been, he could have gone too. Could have been some weird brother. I don't know. No, no, I didn't mean that. Then this story would have been unbelievable. (laughs) That's true. There was two of them. Nope. They conspired together. Didn't Mm -hmm. happen. They conspired. It's way more believable when it's one person than if it's two people. (laughs) I guess. No, it's not. I'm joking. It's not. (laughs) You need witnesses, brother. Betty and Barney? Yep. And Barney's like, would, Betty, would you shut the hell up and stop talking about this? You're ruining my reputation around here. I don't want to talk about the the space because he got a space STD too. Oh yeah, man, yeah, hey. aliens are dirty. <laughs> They're nasty. They just come for your seed. They wipe goo down all of you. That's what the hell is going on. What if they did it wonder- and they were like, "This is for your protection." I'm like, ooh. <laughs> but I wonder if we could give them space TDs. Well, Earth STDs. Like if they picked the wrong person, maybe yep. that's what the exam is for. Maybe that's why they took the blood first. Yeah, chin blood for some reason. Well, I don't know why, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's all I got for that, brother. That was a kind of short one. Not bad at all. I didn't expect it to be that short. So what do you think? I mean, I I don't know. That's a little... Think it happened? Do I think it happened? Yeah, 50 years ago. 54 and a half years ago. No, like 70. You keep forgetting it's 2020. Jesus, you're right. (laughs) You're thinking it's 2000, dude. (laughs) We're 20. We're almost 20 fucking years into this new millennium, dude. (laughs) You're right. Damn. It was 70 century. What did I say? New millennium? Yeah, yeah, it's both. 70 years. Hmm. I 
I think I think the guy's a douchebag. I kind of think I mean he's dead now, so I can say that. I think he's probably a bit of a douchebag like I am the best male. You know, I have uh I was the best choice for this, but I think it might have happened. But yeah, the- maybe. I wonder if he went on to have kids after that. Earth babies, not space babies. I don't know. I did see a picture of him and his wife, but I don't know. So he was married. I imagine, you know. I wonder if she was stressed out for a while. Like she was, ah, you're going to have to pay child support to that space lady. I know it's coming. I don't know what you're going to pay him, but what court system are we going to? He's like, just nibble on my chin, baby. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) I will never have the same experience. Sounds a little French. Yeah, that was very French. <laughs> That's all right. I think a couple of mine came off a uh, little uh, Dracula. <laughs> I don't know. I got nothing else, buddy. Do what do you think? Well, maybe Antonio has some space babies out there. He, he might. Maybe they came back here. Maybe they dropped. You know what I mean? Maybe she gave birth up there and he dropped them off, and you now we got some weird hybrids running around. She dropped them off because they're ugly. Yeah. Why is your nose sticking out so much? Why isn't it flat like mine? Ugh. God, I can't take this. Why are you so fucking hairy? You gotta go. (laughs) You ape. Your chin is too round. What the hell is that? We only like pointy chins around here. (laughs) Damn dirty apes. (laughs) Well, anyway. I guess, tell us what you think. Does Antonio have some space babies running around out there? On Earth? Outside of Earth. Mercury? Venus. Somebody's anus. Not yours. <laughs> nope. I should have said chaser. not mine. Oh, I should have said not uh, mine, but yours. Like, see? I fucked up. It's fine. Yours <laughs> anus. <laughs> Podchaser.com slash bring on the weird. Leave us five stars and tell us about Antonio's space babies. Or, uh, pi- nope. Apple Podcasts. And search bring on the weird. Leave us five stars there and tell us there. Mm-hmm. Or just drop us a line, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, that's it. Catch up with us on Rockfin. There you go. Come join Rockfin, and you can watch the shows live, uncut, just beautiful the way God intended it. Somebody's God. So, so, hey, you know, to eat your own, right? To eat your own. And if you're hungry and you want a Wendigo shirt... You can pick it up at myconspiracytees.com slash bring on the weird, tpublic.com, and search bring on the weird, or zazzle.com slash store slash bring on the weird. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Nothing else, bud. All right. Stay weird, world. And we'll see you guys next time.